0: Welcome in. It is Nerd Hero. It is Joey. It's John. It's Gus. What's up, fellas? Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, happy New Year. Yeah, this is our, our first recording of the new year. And, uh, well, yeah, God, we're going negative again. Can you believe it? Like, people probably really do think we're just these miserable dudes that just sit around griping all the time. And, I mean, I just turned 40, so probably I am a miserable dude that
1: sits around <laughs> and gripes all the time. I, I just turned 40 Eve. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. It's true. I guess we are grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah. We we're are. getting there. We we need to we need to try an episode that's like semi so positive.
0: We will. We Be- will. Because maybe it's because there's not as many movies coming out in 2024 because the strike, so there's not as much um, you know opportunity for just butthole movies to come out. And we're going to talk about butthole movie <clears> right, <throat> right now because we're going to talk about the state of sci-fi. We're going to get into that because John and I had the displeasure of watching Rebel Moon on netflix the Zack snyder film which let's let's say we were looking forward to this movie
1: there's an episode we talked about it we've been looking forward to it
0: yeah i mean we really were looking forward to this movie because we're like hey this looks great we haven't had a star wars movie in a while or uh, you know really any kind of big sci-fi movies that's this is huge it wasn't it was a shit burger it really was with cheese.
1: I
2: feel bad for you guys. I really do because I remember how excited you guys were on the
0: podcast and off.
2: Yeah. And, um, I we kind of st- shut up about it. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. We're not shutting up now. But I, I might not oh. be able to watch. I wasn't as excited about it as you were, but now after yeah.
0: hearing what you thought. Well, tell us about what you thought. Um, So, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, is... I Listen, you know... It was released a couple of weeks ago, uh, right before Christmas. Yeah, the
1: twenty second. Yeah,
0: and it is just an absolute piece of dog shit. Like, there's not any other way around it. I'm not even bleeping that out, right.
1: Doctor Malcolm Triceratops, big pile of shit. Yes, like, that's what
0: it, it is was, right. It is. It it's so bad. I mean, for and listen, there's always the Snyder haters. They're gonna be like, "Told you." told you but they would have done that if it was good you know there, there's people that are always going to be like that like i like uh, like a lot I of love snyder I, <laughs> do I, I do too. i do too and mean, i've never had any issues with <laughs> oh, some my... of the things that Zack snyder done but yeah. uh it, th- this movie is just a convoluted mess and we
1: wanted it to be so good and because that when we were talking about this movie we were also talking about how much we hated the state of star wars so like Heath Ledger's Joker, Rebel Moon was kind of like our ace in the hole. Like if this was a successful movie, this is like a way of giving the middle finger to Lucasfilm. But yeah. now we got Kathy Kennedy giving the middle finger back and yeah. saying, "I told you so," because they her. rejected that script years ago when Snyder pitched it as a Star Wars. Think
0: clip. about think about this. Think, think about how bad this movie is that they made the Last Jedi. And Rise of Skywalker if it rejected this. Just, just think about that in the scheme of things. You're like, oh, now I see. So just to make it clear for people listening and may not
2: be aware, this was originally a Star Wars script. It pitch. It was, it was a pitch. It's pitch. The, the idea. For one of the sequel movies. But I don't think
0: it was a sequel movie. I think it was an independent, uh, you know, just a one-off so story. like Rogue One type yeah, of thing. Snyder yes. with, yeah, yes. I think
1: Variety quoted him mm-hmm. on it. And yeah, Snyder wanted it to be its own story in the Star Wars universe.
2: And and the movie's titled Rebel Moon, Chapter One, right? Or Part One or yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah, Chapter One and then there's a so second then, chapter Humming, coming so up. So the fact there's only two chapters? Or Correct.
1: going to be
0: more? Okay. There, thank God, there's only going to be two chapters, okay. it seems. The second was actually releasing in April. Of this year, so in a couple of months, yeah, uh, it will be on April nineteenth, and uh, it's going to be called Rebel Moon Part Two: The Scar Giver. Which I think this one should have been called The Scar Giver for what it did to our brains and eyes. <laughs> nice. <It, it> just <laughs> I mean, not lying, it it was just brutal, man. I like you want to like these things, and and you know, I like a lot of the visuals with Snyder films. Man, I love three hundred. It's a great movie. It is a lot of fun to watch. You know, I liked uh, you know a lot of the movies that he's done. They, they're they're not been they've not been bad movies. Uh, well, Batman man for Superman, we, but you know, it, the Snyder Cut of like Justice League I enjoyed uh, a lot. Right. I liked it, you know, things like that. But this is just this ain't it, man.
1: Yeah, it, and again to your point about Snyder Cut of Justice League that was four hours. The director's cut of Batman v Superman that was three hours, mm-hmm. and I don't know Joey if we're going to get the release of the rated R version of Rebel Moon between now and chapter two. But that was my biggest, one of my biggest gripes about Rebel Moon here, because it was a PG 13 version. Mm -hmm. I had just like deja vu watching Batman V Superman at the theaters in 2016, where I'm like, man, what, how did we get from A to Z here? And I think visually speaking, it did look good. Mm -hmm. Now I think probably a third of the film shouldn't be in slow motion, rather use that time instead building up the backstory. Right? Yeah. But it, it, it's just hard to find good things in this movie. It's such a chore to do that. Well, and, it, and it hurt because this was a movie that Joey and I talked about a lot that we wanted it to be successful. We're not all about tribalism here. We we want DCU. We want MCU, Star Wars, everything to win. Because mm-hmm. then we win as fans, right? But yeah, after this, I was like, man, I want my two and a half hours back.
0: Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it was like... Gus, it, it's when you look at like a sci-fi movie, like a bad movie, like when I when I tell you this, this is on par, and I'm not lying with you, like Battlefield Earth. That's how bad this movie is. I didn't is. see Battlefield it's Earth either. It's that bad. It looks it like shit. For it is. Cares, it, so it, it, this is. This really is. I uh, in my opinion what on that. About
2: par- Battle LA? I don't no, no, it. Battle for
0: that, that's that the 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 Travolta Battle LA looks
2: stupid. too. Oh, it's bad too. Oh, it's horrible. It's yeah. the
0: same same type of thing. But I'm telling you, it 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 is on par with like a bad sci-fi, like straight to straight to streaming as it should have been movie. Like, right. thank goodness that they didn't like Netflix didn't try
1: to put this out mass to the public because it's. Terrible. They said it was a uh, limited release in the theater, so I guess it was just one theater. <laughs> should yeah. Should. I mean, yeah. And, and, and I it bet be. yeah. people We've walked out. we have done this to qualify before
2: for awards and things like that. Like, <laughs> getting you know, any. They, will, like get a, they What's the a race? The Razzie? The Razzie. Who yeah.
1: <laughs> might qualify <laughs> for that one?
2: So. Well, you guys have done a great job making me not want to watch it. I, not that I was inclined to watch it in the first place.
0: I, you know, that's the um, thing, right? We don't want to. <laughs> Like I was thinking, I text you today. Is like we would, we, we you probably want to get us arrested for assault if we just like talked you into this movie without <laughs> like like yeah, man, this is, you should watch it, and you'd be like, why did you do this to me? Yeah, that, it, that'd be
1: a
2: great April Fool's prank. Yeah, right.
1: And even with this rated R version, like I'm still struggling. Do I even want to reinvest? You know, invest more time to watching it? Because again. i I definitely believe that the director's cut at least for batman v superman was a superior cut yeah now it still has many fans that say it's still hot garbage and they're entitled to their opinion but me being such a fan of superman i'm like i have to watch this Mm -hmm. i have to give it another chance and me also being a huge fan of sci-fi i'm still combating with that like okay i just want to do i see the three-hour version is it going to be materially different or is it just going to be 30 more minutes of slow motion
0: yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna put some hemorrhoid cream on my eyes and probably watch it anyway. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I maybe
1: I mean, we can do, th- maybe we can divide and conquer, and I can watch like the first 90 minutes. You take the last 90, and then we can just report back to each other. So. Yeah,
0: we probably won't even notice the difference that we didn't watch the whole movie. <laughs> if it's anything like this one, I mean, it, it took me multiple attempts to finish it. That's how bad this movie was. Like, you just that's not the way it's supposed to be with a sci-fi movie. Like, that's not the way that it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be exciting and. You're supposed to be enthralled in some of the, the world building and things like that. I didn't give a rat's ass about one character of this movie.
1: Yeah, and if it wasn't for your Irish coffee that you gave me, I don't know how I'd been able to watch that movie in one sitting. But talking about these characters, uh, like, we got Francis from Deadpool here that is not even menacing. I'm yeah. sorry, Jax. Uh
0: Ajax. Ajax. Ajax that's it. Yep, Ajax. <laughs> oh, I'll
1: spell that name out for you. Yep. <laughs> but like. What was his name? Atticus? Um, Attica,
0: his name was Atticus Noble.
1: Yeah, villain A. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he just wasn't menacing, and he came on screen like, I'm just I'm praying and hoping that Ryan Reynolds will jump on the screen as Deadpool, because he's the same damn character, at least in my opinion, he was from Deadpool. He actually was. I mean, yeah. You know, the only thing I
0: found interesting was that they had both Dario Naharis's from Game of Thrones on it, no lie. So, the guy that plays Atticus Noble, the first, the original Diana Horace was the villain. I think it's what Ed Screen or something like that today. And then you had uh, Mikael Wiesman, who was the next Diana Horace that finished off as Diana He was also in it. He's also in this movie. That's interesting.
2: I wonder if they're like buddies off screen. They're like, hey, man, I got a call for something you want to come try out or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) probably. You see a
1: lot of Snyder's (laughs) fans and Uh. friends on there, like Ray Fisher. Mm -hmm. He's there. He plays a rebel. There's there's countless amount of there's a familiar lot familiar faces there is we, and again it's not we're not dogging on the acting right? no because they're just handed a script they're supposed to do what I they're mean handed the it, acting so was so bad what, if you could, but the I think, think it's more the testament bad. to the script right
0: it's just I mean yeah some are off but listen acting is not they like in the Snyder movies they're not known for these incredible acting it literally is like kind of overacting because it kind of goes along with this the, the way he shoots it right right it's kind of that right yeah it's a, almost like a graphic I'll get to novel. That in a minute, but, well the writing is not always great right i mean you know he's this yet again with like with 300 obviously it's taking liberties with that 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 story there and obviously the acting and the kind of the stuff is over the top but you kind of accept in that movie because it's almost I always look at his movies like a graphic novel. That's what he, you're, you're watching a graphic novel on screen. Almost. A little bit like that. Like, it's very odd, but this movie, it was just, I, I just didn't yeah. even care. Like, I, I didn't care about the village. I didn't care about the the fake, like, C-3PO-ish robot. The droid, I guess, or whatever it is. Yet again, I just... Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, yes. It was Anthony Hopkins, which it, That was just,
1: probably the only memorable thing about it. Yeah, I was voice. like, oh, hey,
0: there's Odin. You know, hey,
1: it's... Uh, at least... Hannibal probably, Lecter's there. but you know, Anthony Hopkins is probably happy. He doesn't have to go on set in front of a play oh, screen. He's like, if I just do absolutely. audio, I'm, I'm good for this. But, yeah, the villains were not memorable. Like, even the... Beyond that... Uh, is Francis, the hero memorable? Well, well, the hero's not. But going back to the villains, like Francis... I don't yeah. know what his actual name was in Roman So I'm just going to call is him... It, it's Atticus. Or, uh, words, Atticus. <laughs> yeah, Atticus. Yeah. <laughs> but, or Ajax. Yeah. But, like, even the big bad above him, short dude, not even menacing... It kind of gave me vibes of Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and going back to your point about the heroes, like, what's the so What about any of these heroes, right? They, they spent like five to ten minutes introducing each new character. Yeah, they did. And it was so formulaic. There was nothing organic about it. Did you notice that
0: the, uh, <laughs> of course, like, the guy that's like the Native American one, of course, can, like, talk to animals? And like soothe them, I'm like, okay, thanks yeah. Zach for that. <laughs> it's like, of course he can't. Yeah. Like, of course you just pigeonhole this guy and there's the Native American. Because I, I know what he was trying to go for. They were trying to go for something like a Magnificent Seven, uh, okay. you know, or something like Tombstone and things yeah. like that. It, it did not go well. I, I just they there was no. You did not care. I'm like, can all of them die in this through the end of the series? Because like just let them blow this planet up. Like just let them yeah, let the bad it, guys win because it just it didn't,
2: sounds like they bit off more than they can chew when it comes to world building. Like they had high ambitions for
1: world building, tried to shove too much in one movie. Absolutely, I think there was like I could be wrong on this, Julie, but I think there was like five to seven different worlds that were introduced. There, there it were. was It was very quick. Yeah, dude. When you that think about a like a two-hour flick, mm-hmm. that was definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. And. Like, But yeah, when the the intro happened, it's like, okay, this is kind of interesting what they're going to do with this. But then it was just so rapid and you couldn't get interested in any of the stakes, like the village and the new planets. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just a different movie set. That's kind of the way I at least interpreted it. But again, I, I would just go back to say, you know, with Zack Snyder, he always said his inspiration was like the Kurosawa films, which... You know, who Georgia's, is it though? Who is like. It? Right, yeah. So, like, heck, it, it, it's sad to say this, but you look at Rogue One and it had that same vibe where it, it had this motley crew mm-hmm. of people rise up to the occasion, do the sacrifice yeah. play of the hero, and you didn't get any of that in this film because it was kind of like Netflix saying, hey, wait a tick, we'll see you here in April for the chapter two. And I just thought it was a cheap ploy. Yeah. And it ends on a cliffhanger that wasn't even because, like, even the people memorable. that
0: died, you like, you were supposed to care about them, I guess, but they literally had no building up with the characters in any likable way or way that you could even relate to them. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, even like the main, you know, character, she. It's not that she's unlikable; she's just not any kind of likable. Like, it's, it's not even like I don't care. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, and that's I'm just like. Man, I, I, did he just really think that... cora, cora, cora that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, Cora yes. was the name of the kid. See, that's what I'm saying. We didn't even remember the names of the characters. This is how bad this movie was. There was... I mean, I don't remember a name of a planet. I don't really... I, it just... It was bad. The it one character bad. I
1: actually did like, though, was Gunner. And that was the farmer. He yeah. Was, because he wasn't like a fighter or anything. His character Mikhail was... Mikkel Wiesman's character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His yep. arc was interesting. So okay. I, I wouldn't mm. give it that much. But yeah, with Korra, you, you're right. But Korra was true. the one where it's like, I really want to like this character, right? And even when they do like the flashback, there's still like not that hook to be like, okay, I Man. really want this character to succeed and overcome these trials. It was just, here's a flashback just so you know a little they bit They made more her about too Cora. mysterious almost. Like, That's a good point, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like
0: it, there was no hook to get you into it. You're just yeah. like, all right, well, still yet again, what is your connection to any of this? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, it was, it was bad. And, and that's what I was saying. Like, that was a problem with this movie. And, and really with, there really was just nothing in the sci-fi sphere in 2023 that brought people to a theater or to streaming. Just, and, and everybody was like, man, this is great. That I saw anyway. Now, I'm sure I'm missing something that maybe just went under the radar for me. I mean, I could tell you some of the ones that came out. Now, a movie that I, that looked very interesting that bombed horribly at the box office but looked pretty cool was that movie, The Creator. That I didn't see it, but I heard...
2: that I, I read a couple of things saying that it was actually worth a watch. I, I don't know why, specifically, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to watch it for that reason just because it, it seems to have been one of those, like you said, that flew under the radar that didn't get quite the amount of you know, attention that it should have gotten. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you think, do you think that 2023 going out with this right far to Rebel Moon is kind of like saying something about the state of affairs when it comes to sci-fi movies um, and the way forward? Or is it a result of the kind of like turbulent year with the writer's strike? Or is it like a trend that's been long coming way before 2022? I mean, what what do you, Where's your head at with what this means for
0: the genre and, and for Hollywood in general? Well, you know, I, I there's not a whole lot. So coming up in, say, in 2024, right? I mean, that's kind of what we need to look forward to. <clears throat> there are some sci-fi movies that are coming out, you know, in this year. You, I know the one that you obviously have Dune, the second part mm-hmm. two of Dune, which I couldn't finish the first part of Dune because I was bored to tears. I'm not even lying; I really tried to finish Dune part one. I couldn't do it. I'm going to go back and try to, so I can watch Dune two part two. But you know, I know that's obviously a highly anticipated one coming up this year that will will you know a lot of getting a lot of pub for that one, and a lot of people love the the Dune movie that came. I know, out. but I'm I'm with you like. Like here's
2: he, Dune for me, is somewhat in the same camp as. I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make this comparison because a lot of people are gonna be pissed off. See, I I am not a, I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, right? Yeah. I, I I don't nothing against the guy personally, right? I think he's a very skilled visual artist. Mm-hmm. He knows how to pull professionals around mm-hmm. him to create amazing visuals. He's a shit storyteller, as well as telling you guys off off podcast. Mm-hmm. He sucks when he's given any kind of leeway with the story. That's just my opinion. I didn't like Justice League. I didn't like Batman vs Superman. I loved Man of Steel. What's different there? David S. Goyer wrote that film, right? He's the same guy that did The Dark Knight. Um, He's the same guy that's done a lot of things, like the Blade movies. He's he's got... He is to writing what Zack Snyder is to visuals, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like when he allows... The, like somebody else to take the wheel in that department then you get a better film out of it you know whereas like i don't know man I, and i watched justice league you know i watched the director's cut i I gave it every chance i could and I'm, I'm a huge batman fan right and i just i couldn't love it i really couldn't batman versus superman i thought was a disaster <laughs> i remember watching it with a friend of mine in theaters and i looked at him in the in, in the martha moment and i was like i <laughs> I'm sorry I dragged you out to this, man. <laughs> he's like, I you apologize to him. Yeah. I apologize yeah. to him in the middle of the movie. And he's a huge Batman fan, too. And he was there just like, you know, he couldn't stop, like, pulling his, his hair out. Um, yeah, like, he just, I don't know what it is about it, Zack Snyder. That's, man. like, he's, great. He is not a good writer. Man. Yeah. And he's, again, he excels at creating good visuals. And I feel like by now, after all these years, people would have been able to pick up on that pattern. Why was Watchmen competent? Because he shot for shot, remade the whole
0: script. The it whole did. Book. It he did. Had, there was it no way to fuck that up it was, was s- already made, right? Insanely accurate. And that was a very
2: work. good one for him to apply his visual talent to, yeah. right? Because it, it fit that property. It, it did. It worked so damn well, right? Versus something like Batman versus Superman where like that... that pulls a lot from a comic book source but he really spins it in his own way and does his has his way with it in a way that he really shouldn't have right? yeah um so i feel like by now studios would have picked up on like those successes and bombs and seen like the trend and been like okay zach let's bring you on board we got something that like your visual flair works for but let's not worry about story right because we're gonna have so and you know pick enter any name of a competent screenwriter over here and we're going to bang something out that's at least competent, right? Yeah. But Netflix in particular doesn't care about that. They just don't. Because I don't know about you, but like when I'm browsing through Netflix and I see that little N next to anything, I stay the hell away from that. It, it, because I, I have been screwed too many times, right? Like watching things that are like Netflix original properties. Now, some of them are good, right? Yep. But they're not... It, across the board the trend is like if you see that it's a netflix original more often than not it's like a color by numbers pump this shit out to like fill up the content catalog as quickly as possible type of thing yeah and you end up with stuff that's just not that all that great which is the reason why i wasn't enticed to to see rebel moon because it was that double whammy of knowing that zack snyder was behind it and it was a netflix pro i was like dude you cannot have a more perfect form of Shit, right? <laughs> this is like, right. This is gonna well, I I, lo- I <laughs> love those
1: takes, Gus, about Netflix. You know, like the, the end with the Netflix. Yeah. Movie. Sometimes, you know, back in the day, it would be a five dollars Steven Seagal DVD in the, the Walmart thing mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and so, I, I but going back to your earlier question, I, I think with the sci fi genre and just for all genres for that matter, right. uh, you know, even with you know Star Wars, even though they say it's sci fi and some people say it's not, it is science fiction. It's but, a sci fi right? The problem is, is lack of originality. And I think that's what happened. That was symptomatic of Rebel Moon. And I think with the sci-fi genre, that's, I don't think there's ever like true originality. I always feel like there's some inspiration. And you take okay. it from here and there, but, but you that's have to a maintain, that's a case across the board. Yeah. Across yeah. the board but you, you just, there's a time and a place for doing things. And there's also a time and a place for not doing certain Correct. things. Right? right. And that's probably like an oversimplification. But I think with sci-fi genre, and I haven't seen the creator, I have heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm curious. But, it, you know, it's if it's at the spirit of what science fiction is, yeah. I'm interested, right? Yeah. But then it was like 30 minutes into Rebel Moon I'm like, uh, this is trying to be something that it's not. Yeah, I mean, you have, I, like, I, other I ways, do want to
2: say, though, first, like, even having not seen it, like, right, like, sight unseen, I do want to give, and for all the bashing I just did of, of Zack Snyder and Netflix, I want to give them credit because at the end of the day, it is a new sci-fi property it is right it's a new sci-fi property that took its shot missed horribly but it did and credit due for doing that in the first place because the state of sci-fi right now is a whole bunch of just franchises expanding on franchises reboots remakes spin-offs. you don't see a whole lot of confidence in studios with new properties so Mm -hmm. i gotta like at least throw that out there because i don't know about a lot of new original stuff coming out. I mean, even you're talking about Dune, that's a remake of it is a book of you know what I mean. Like, yeah. th- th- like nothing is just like brand new content. When was so the last time you had a movie like the original Jurassic Park? Yeah. What what other movie can you think of that is a new property that balances intelligence, spectacle, right, mm-hmm. as well as that movie does and art. Because because the movie does all three, in my opinion, and and in the opinion of many other people, like it's it's hard to find somebody who will tell you like "Oh, Jurassic Park suck Like nobody's going to tell you that.
1: No. Michael Crichton did an awesome job, on
2: that, right? So. And 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 that and that is that okay? Well, that's a good point, right? It, not entirely original, right? Because it did come off. Well, of, if you read the book, it is book not I, much I, like. I mean, the, the book is almost completely different. No, no, no. It, it's but I'm saying the movie is based on the. Movie. It is so, it so is. like. But, but it so no, so like, it's still a valid point though. You you have, but you have to. Really, really think hard. I can't think of one that balances all those things as well while also being something fresh, right? And I wonder, like, if anything like that is coming down the pipeline because, again, like, studios are so scared of taking a chance on anything new that you end up getting a lot of shit like this. Right, and and that really sucks yeah, for that, well fans and, and of it, sci-fi and stuff because it, yeah. not getting
1: and there's it's not whole well, it's not something technically <clears throat> new it's it's recent in the grand scheme of things as far as new sci-fi properties right. that's successful but it's in the video game space uh, the Mass Effect series by Bioware right uh, I mean the the characters that they introduce the technologies and everything it, I mean it's amazing The you you get drawn into all these characters and, oh, albeit it's a video game so you're spending a whole lot more time learning about these characters, mm-hmm. but they are gonna be releasing Mass Effect 4 in the years to come, continuing mm-hmm. that story, and people like myself are just ecstatic about that because we wanna get back into that world that was created, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what I love about Mass Effect is it wasn't just trying to simply plagiarize everything. It was like trying to get inspiration, but while still trying to create something very new, very smart, right? but also with characters that you, you don't need to be a fan of science fiction yeah. to get into these characters yeah. that, that's, that's, that's a good
2: that's a good example that is within the entertainment sphere but not film right so like if, if only if only you could see something like that kind of crop up on the film side of things right because therein is a studio taking a chance on whole, the original property that is crafting things from scratch you know yeah. mm-hmm. um, and given I think that's a lot easier to do in the video game world because it is like a non-linear format, right? A non-linear Correct. medium where like you have time to really like steep yourself in a new world and allow yourself to like fall in love with whatever they've created mm-hmm. versus a movie has, has, has a tougher job, I think, of like throwing you into a brand new situation in a way that you will get hooked, right? So that that's, that's such a big deal for things like the original for A New Hope, right? Listening to you guys talk about this, right? easily have seen like a new hope running to the same issues back in the day like what is this movie like that throws you in and then you go from planet to planet and you have all these characters and there's a guy with a helmet and all this stuff like all the same ingredients are there but they were put together in a way that made you care so much about it mm-hmm. that you were eager for chapter two chapter three whatever down the road you know what i mean versus this is put in a very similar situation and fails to execute across the board. Yep. So what's happening that it worked then with a freaking nobody, George Lucas, right? And then you can't nail something like that now with an established filmmaker like Zack Snyder and a studio with a bank account like Netflix? Like why, why is that happening?
0: I think it's that, <clears throat> I think that the way that A New Hope was presented was that... You looked at a character like, I mean, obviously you see Darth Vader, which that's, But let's just be honest. Atticus ain't Darth Vader. So when you have somebody enter a movie the way Darth Vader, because nobody had ever seen anything like him in film, right? Like nobody had ever seen anything like that. So you introduced this force right off the bat that nobody had ever experienced before. Right. So you have that. So that draws people in immediately. They're like, oh my God, this is the villain? Holy crap, how are they going to beat this guy? And then you bring like somebody like Princess Leia and Luke in, and you have that, they have this humility about it a little bit. It's, it's they're not, uh, they're not perfect. They're not perfect fighters. They're not perfect anything like that. So and, you're saying the advantage that they had was that audiences
2: hadn't seen these types of villains and characters and things before. Well, it, it's
0: the, not even necessarily that. The thing is, is the problem with this movie is you have seen all these things
1: before. Right. Exactly. Done better.
0: So That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like you're saying A New Hope had the advantage that
2: you would never seen that type of stuff, so you think maybe part of the adoption factor of Star Wars in the very 1977 first revealing to the world is the fact that nobody had even seen any of this sure. I, I did it. Sure. I do think a lot of that had to do with it. See, yeah, I, I, think I think so. I think some of it, maybe. Some of it, right? is that. I think a lot of it is visual though, right? Well sure. Because yeah. I think like again, we're talking about how nothing is wholly original, right? So like I mean and and Lucas is very open about it, right? He pulled very much inspiration from Kurosawa, right? The same mm-hmm. I'm talking about treading all the same stuff we just talked about with mm-hmm. Rebel Moon with respect to to um Star Wars, right? So in a way, people had seen these types of characters and these types of situations before. They're just not mm-hmm. quite dressed in this Scenery, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: I I don't know. I feel like, yes, maybe. Like, I agree, but well, I know, also... Know, think I, I think you the misunderstand. I, like, I, I, I was saying the same thing as you are. It's, yes, it... Zack Snyder's things are very in your face. It's almost like it's trying yeah. to impress you. It's always a... And that was not what... Yes, of course, Lucas was trying to do impressive things, but he wasn't doing it for the sake of tooting his own horn. He mm-hmm. was doing it because this, he's like, this is really cool, and I want, this will make my movie better, right? Not This will not make people think highly of me. It makes my movie better, which in turn makes... That's what I'm saying. I agree and, with you, that, Joey. You, you, so yeah, I,
1: I think kind of piggybacking on that, and you mm-hmm. keep me honest here, it's Zack Snyder needs to know when to get out of the way. I go even back to the slow motion aspects of this film. Yeah. Like Again, <laughs> it's visually, when you're in slow motion, you can process it more. You don't need to go on a DVD and go frame by frame like we all did when we first got our DVD players, mm-hmm. right? Whereas George Lucas... He when he tells the joke, you know, the joke was funny the first time it was said, right? He doesn't need to slow things down unless there is some dramatic effect like when Luke cuts off Vader's head in the cave on Dagobah, mm-hmm. and it has to slow down yes. there. But even when Luke is rageful fighting Vader and Jedi, it's there's no slow motion there, right? Yeah, it's right. the music and just the red and the the green lightsaber. That's it, right? So I think George Lucas and other creators, they know that healthy balance of how to take all these different elements. You know, again, going back to Kurosawa in the Star Wars film, mm-hmm. Vader's helmet, that's a Gestapo from Nazi Germany it is. that came out of the Vietnam War. Right. So the rebels were like the Viet Cong and then the Empire was almost like the United States government. Right. And all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. So but when all those elements with the opening crawl, of like Flash Gordon. Right. Mm-hmm. It all seems new. And fresh mm-hmm. because there's this balanced, delicate approach and making sure everything complements one another. Mm-hmm. And going back to Joey's take on the characters of Vader, Luke, and Leia and Han, that's George's MO. He wanted to make sure he didn't just cast for one character, he wanted to see the ensemble of how they work together, mm-hmm. right? And that's why Harrison got the role because he was vibing so well at the screen testing with Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And going back to Robo Moon, there's just this overt attempt, at least when I was watching it, and, I, and even if you didn't tell me it was a Star Wars pitch originally, mm-hmm. I could discern that, mm-hmm. watching two hours, because I'm like, it's not called The Empire, but it might as well be. Yes. It's not called, he's not called Darth Vader, but he might as well. Yeah. And the short dude is not called The Emperor, but he might as well. Might as well. Be. And I call him Dark Helmet, because he, you know, but besides the point and dude, you had
0: the woman with the, the flaming swords which clearly we're gonna be lightsabers. lightsabers right like it, it's it's just it, yes it, it, but you know so fighting that, she that, it sounds like it like sounds like, <laughs> sounds like
2: we've, we've kind of gone in a roundabout way of like to the same consensus right which yes is, which is just that given all the same ingredients and even like a ton of advantages right? they're just not able to put together a cohesive film you have seen in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So then, like, um, th- that's going back to, like, my question earlier is, like, is this, is this something that we see something on the horizon that could potentially break that pattern, right? Like, that, that, that pattern of just, like, being given all the resources in the world to put together a great movie and then coming up with, with garbage, I think is, it's more is, indicative is of a some, is something, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you
0: know. I, th- I think it's a more of a Snyder thing. I mean, it look, coming up. I mean, do, do I see anything on the horizon like coming up this year? I mean, obviously, Dune comes up, but it's kind of got mixed reviews too. The first one did. I mean, I think obviously far more positive reviews, way more positive reviews than uh, Rebel Moon did, and obviously it's coming off a pretty established right. property too. But you also, uh, if you guys want to dive back into the Netflix world. Um, <clears throat> and deal with sci-fi, because everybody knows this particular actor is known for his sci-fi roles, and that's Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it looks like he is coming... <laughs> it sounds like I'm reading a joke here. It sounds like it's going to be a spoof movie, but it looks like it's a serious movie. It's called Spaceman, where he pl- he plays a-, a Czech astronaut. So. Okay. Check that one off my list of movies not to watch. <laughs> is
1: this a drama or a comedy? I
0: think it's a drama because it's got him. It's got Paul Dano and Carrie Mulligan, so really good actors in it.
1: Well, he's just upholding his contract with Netflix. He he is. years ago, but I'm just telling you, a film every. There's year.
0: you a sci-fi movie for 2024. You got Kingdom of Planet of the Apes coming out, which I would consider a sci-fi. Yeah, film, right? that's a good. That's a good series. That's a good series. So that's right a. There. That's that is, actually you, a f- been, very consistent, good series that. Truthfully rides under the radar from a lot of the mainstream, but if you like sci-fi movies, because obviously, the the normal person, the lame is going to sit they're like, talking monkeys, really, guys? Like, this is what we're going to do here? It's like, no, 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 no. Don't think about the Charlton Heston. You're damn dirty apes! Like, it's not like that. Like, these are very well done and well written films. And I'm actually I like I'm looking forward to that movie. I, I gotta I'm, I, I gotta defend the Charlton Heston original. Oh, that no, That is an iconic guess, one. Yeah. It's legendary. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's I, bad. I'm just saying that that's people think it's like those old 60s ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. no I,
2: I I got I get what you're saying, but I, I just want to like throw it out there. The first time I saw that movie, it was like I think it was in high school or something, and it was like a movie day. You know, yeah. the teacher was just like didn't feel like working today. was like all right, he rolls in the cart, you know, with TVs, and we're watching a movie today. And I watched that movie, you know, from the back of the class in one of those tiny old, like, 4-3 TVs. Watched it all the way through, man. And I was blown away by the end of it. I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Because <laughs> this it's, is so good. But it's a, the story of it, it was, is. with like, the, the reveal at the end blew my mind. Like, I was just yeah. as devastated as he was. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. drop to my knees in the back of the class. Like, no.
1: I mean, it, but it is a <laughs> cool point to make about Planet of the Apes because, what, at least on the silver screen, there's been three attempts. Like, if it was between Charlton Heston and Marky Mark, I'd choose Charlton Heston's version. Oh, me yeah, too. Oh, dude. But, the, but I am know. I wrong, wrong in that? No. There's three attempts, right? There was, like, yeah. yeah. There's three attempts, and, yeah. and so, I totally forgot about the Yeah, temper. But, like, that yeah. that's the whole deal about this is, like, it. I think it is feasible irrespective of the money behind the studio. Mm-hmm. It all comes down... I love your take, Gus, about David Goyer, right? Because mm. it's a pencil and sheets of paper, right? And just human vision right and i think that's what is needed to tell great stories and great characters Mm -hmm. like even guardians of the galaxy volume 3 had a crap ton of money on the production budget but james gunn knows how to do character yes Mm -hmm. right that's why people were drawn in it wasn't because of the spectacle of the action it's like i want to see where these characters go yep because you cared about, and him. everything else is just kind of like an add-on, right?
0: Because he world built, he world built there, but he didn't, he didn't put the focus like like whenever they're saving Xandar in the first movie, you cared about Xandar, but you cared about the characters because they were fighting for it, right? Yes, like it wasn't even really about Xandar itself; it was more that yeah, you were invested in them. They cared enough about Xandar, like you saw their re- evolution where at the beginning of the movie, they would just let the, you know let, let them blow the planet up. They wouldn't have cared. But then they care. Right? Like, this movie, you know, like with Rebel Moon, why do they even care? It's like they just go to these planets and gather people, and then you're all of a sudden supposed to care about that planet if it comes and gets destroyed, which happens in the movie. I, you know, I it, it just, Seems yeah, like- it, it's, it's, and let's just be honest, like, Zack Snyder films are not known as like fully complete. They're they're, they're a hodgepodge of mess. Sometimes on purpose, and I mean it's, it is like an ADD type thing. Like it's made like that, and sometimes for some of the movies it's worked. Some of them, it, and some of the ones, the recent ones, especially the superhero ones. And now with Rebel Moon, it hasn't really worked, yeah, um,
1: at all. And I think it is a problem though at face value when it's like, hey, wait, 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 we have a director's cut coming up, yeah, right. Yeah. Just wait and see. Yeah. You know, no, I want you to hit a grand slam when you right. first come up to bat, yeah. right? Yeah. And and don't waste my time. And maybe that's who knows behind the scenes if that was more indicative of Netflix trying to get more clicks and yeah. subs, right? Or it was a request mm-hmm. by Snyder. I, I think it's more the former than the latter, if all yeah. things considered equal. But no matter, Joey, and guess how we slice and dice it when we're like the grumpy old men, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about these cool. stories, it's not rocket science. It just comes down to characters. You've got to tell great characters. And even if you plagiarize the hell out of other stuff, if you have great characters, you got me tuned in. Yeah. I'm at least invested, yeah. right? But the fact, it wasn't that it was. Just from the first shot, Rubble Moon was trying to copy Star Wars. That turned me off. It was just a simple fact of when the the thing happened at the village. I wasn't drawn into these characters, mm-hmm. and I wasn't invested for the yeah. next eighty minutes. That was it. That Cause was I didn't it. care for the
0: characters. Yeah, that right? that was it. I, I mean, one hundred percent. In you know, kind of winding down. I mean, you know, and obviously coming up this year too. We're, we're you know talking about the state of sci-fi, which we really don't really know. We don't really... It's kind of up in the air because there's not a whole lot coming out this year.
1: We yeah. started on a downer. Yes. Let's end on... on our, like maybe Can get it done.
0: get worse than Rebel Moon? <laughs> Probably Rebel Moon Part 2. But we, we need something good. And... You know, We didn't mention Gardens of the Galaxy because it's a comic book movie, so we're not even really mentioning that because it's it's not – even though it is in space, nobody really considers that a, an actual It has great characters, though, yeah.
1: so if anyone yeah. wants to tell a good story – I would call that we, more of an action movie. Yeah, it like is. A comedy spin than, than anything. It it really, like, I think that's the end-all-be-all. All. Yeah. Irrespective of the genre, it if is. you don't have interesting characters, you don't have an interesting story, and you won't get butts in the seats. Yep, and that's it. Well, you know, guys, I'm glad we got to talk
0: about this a little bit tonight and just take a big old dump on Rebel Moon because it really
1: deserves it. It deserves a lot of feces on it. Yeah, I can't get the image out of my head from Jurassic Park, especially since Guts referenced that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is that. I I mean, that's exactly the type of movie that it is. It's real bad.
1: I guess Nerd Heroes rating on that Rebel Moon that's a big pile of shit.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it is a it's not even like a it's a twelve curler. Like if you were a fly, you wouldn't laugh at it? Oh no, it's yeah. too stinky. <laughs> That's too stinky. If you just want to laugh at something, I don't even I think you can even laugh at it. It's it's not even a laughable bad. It's bad as in these people really think this is this is good, and like it, they're like, oh, this is great, guys. You're gonna love it. <laughs> it's terrible The Well, guys I appreciate it, we're ready to kick off the year and we got a, you know, a great year coming up and a lot of solo missions coming up I know I'm going to do my review of the 2023 films that I saw, uh, 65 is on there I'm just going to do like a brief synopsis obviously you're going to know that I hated the hell out of it so just know whenever I get to that month that I saw it, I hated it there we are <laughs> <laughs> I know you got some coming up, talking about the Switch Two.
1: Yeah, I got Switch Two, and I'm also going to go through my top five games that I played in 2023, and just a brief look ahead of a few other titles I'm looking forward to in the new year.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be back. I'm sure there'll be some other big news coming up. We're not going to talk about some of the stuff out of Star Wars because there's just no point in addressing anything that people have already read in
1: articles. We don't want our listeners to be depressed when listening to us, yeah, so we so. got to. Find more uplifting, more <laughs> positive yeah, topics. We're, we're going to find other things to talk about. But
0: we appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember, you can always get us on Instagram at Nerd Hero Pod. Uh, on all your platforms that have podcasts, we, whenever we post it, sometimes it takes a day to get on there depending on where it is. Usually it's on Spotify really quick and Apple Podcasts. You can get us you know, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, anything like that. Dude, if they have a podcast platform we're on it so we appreciate everybody listening in and we will talk to y'all next week